All right. My guest today is joining me from Cincinnati, Ohio, where he serves as an assistant coach uh, for the Xavier University men's basketball team. David Miller joins the Xavier staff after uh, stints at San Jose State, UC Santa Barbara, University of Alabama, and two different stints at the University of Arizona. David got his basketball career started as a manager for the Arizona Wildcats while earning both his bachelor's and master's degree. He's a native of Manhattan Beach, California, and comes from a basketball family with his dad, too, being a former basketball coach, including his time as an assistant with the New Orleans Hornets. Without further ado, I would like to welcome to the Buckets Pod, David Miller. David, how are we doing, man? Good, man. Thank you for having me, Kyle. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, for the people who don't know, uh, you served as an assistant coach at UC Santa Barbara. That's where you and I got connected some years back. Uh, stayed in touch over the years and and great to be able to take some time to talk to you about your journey, talk to you about what you have going on, and uh, hopefully shed some uh, words of advice for, for others who are listening. You uh, you turned a Nike guy into an Adidas guy at least for a while, <laughs> and the only reason you know I looked good was because of my guy Kyle. So yeah, oh stop that, stop that. No man, it's <laughs> it, it's always always a pleasure to work with you. Uh, you've been a part of some awesome staff, some awesome groups to work with. So uh, it's been a real pleasure. So talk to me first about what you have going on right now. What's what's going on in your world? Yeah, so now is when it really heats up for us. We actually, tomorrow is our musketeer madness, right? So for college basketball fans, most programs have some sort of midnight madness. Most don't do it at midnight anymore. Uh, it used to be like midnight, the start of when you could actually legally practice. Now it's just kind of an event for the fans and more than anything, it's just kind of for our new guys to have a little trial run of playing in front of people in our arena. So ours is tomorrow night. Uh, So really looking forward to that. We have a scrimmage in two weeks and then it really gets going in about three weeks, uh, our first home game. So right now we're practicing basically five days a week. Um, So yeah, it's it's as busy as it can be. Yeah, man. Really high expectations for your team this year too. Um, yep. very, very big recruiting classes coming in, in the future as well. Uh, but the future looks bright for you guys, for sure. Uh, coming from Arizona, what's the change been like, uh, into a more of a mid-major kind of program, even though you still have really high expectations? Yeah. So, um, obviously last year being at San Jose state, we we're in the mountain West. So that was a pretty big jump for me as a non-assistant coach. Right? I was director of recruiting. So in other words, I couldn't go out recruiting. I could recruit from campus, then jumping into the full-time assistance role for the first time last year at San Jose State. Uh, big difference, right? At Arizona, we're chartering everywhere. Uh, you have the biggest and best. And then San Jose State, you know, successful program in their own right, especially with football. Coach Brennan has it going, but basketball hasn't really had the history um, of the other schools I've been at. And then obviously when Coach Miller got the job at Xavier, a lot of people don't know on the West coast, but Xavier's actually in the big East now, right? We're not in the a 10. We charter everywhere. We, our facilities are just as good as what we had at Arizona. So the adjustment was a lot bigger going from Arizona to San Jose state than I would say if I went straight from Arizona to here. Um, but the uh, adjustment to the Midwest obviously has been really big. Um, it's starting to get cold here now. So I'm already getting crap from everyone out here like I wore shorts today and it was about 45 degrees and they said you got about two more days to wear those shorts so that's been a big uh, difference for me yeah so growing up in California spending a lot of time in Arizona the adjustment to uh, Cincinnati winters I'm sure is is quite different 
Yeah, my uh, my fiance and myself have a dog. She's a little minpin chihuahua, and she uh, she needs a sweater. She hasn't been outside without a sweater since she got here. So <laughs> I'm not the only soft one in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so tell me what Cincinnati is like. Of course, you have the, uh, the school uh, there in town, and then you also have the the big University of Cincinnati uh, also there. What is what is the dynamic when it comes to basketball there in the city? So like. As I know, you are a big sports fan in general. You're not just a basketball guy. It's awesome having the Bengals in the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Reds. I know the Reds are bad right now, but the Bengals are obviously really good. And having them within a two-minute walk from each other, the stadium's downtown. Uh, we live about 10 minutes from downtown, so that's been really cool. I've actually been to a Bengals and Reds game so far since I've been here. Huge, Very huge cool. sports town in in the University of Cincinnati is like two miles away from our campus, which is, I, I think, one of the biggest rivalries in college basketball. Um, a lot of people on the West Coast don't understand there's like a pure hatred, Cincinnati versus Xavier. Kids come on campus. We have a recruiting video that talks about, you know, the uh, the rivalry and the history of the game. Every year there's a game, Crosstown Shootout. And I, I live closer to Cincinnati than I do Xavier, you know, so it's that close. Um, but it's just a huge sports town. And um, everyone told me, hey, you're going to be blown away by how nice the people are in the Midwest. And it's, it's true. People are just flat out nicer out here. So it's it's been good. Um, there's some things I'm not a huge fan of. The Some of the food um, I haven't really gotten used to yet. Um, <laughs> there's a big thing, Skyline Chili. Uh, it's a hotly debated topic. Um, our staff loves it. I just haven't really gotten used to it yet. They have, it's chili on noodles and three way, yep. blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it's a whole lot of stuff that I got to get used to that. I got to give skyline a second try. There you go. Yeah. The food is more of an adjustment than the sports. No it's doubt. Definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> Midwest is definitely different than, than the Southeast that's or the Southwest. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about your basketball, uh, your, your experiences that got you to this point. Um, yep. Obviously basketball has played a huge role in your life with, your dad being a coach, uh, tell me what those experiences have, have been like. Yeah, so I mean, it, it sounds corny, but I, I was born in a gym, right? I mean, from mm-hmm. the second, my, my, so I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. My dad was an assistant for Bill Frieder at ASU um, when I was born in 1990. And um, mm-hmm. the joke with my mom and dad was just like, I've been on more planes and recruiting trips than people twice my age because my dad was always just we were traveling with my dad and everything I mean there's pictures of me I was barely one years old just walking on the practice court wherever he was and um, it was really cool growing up with that I mean it's almost like my brother and I had no choice but to love it but we truly loved it at an early age and my brother he, he was a better basketball player than me he actually played college football um, we both played at El Camino College, which is a junior college in Torrance, California. So okay. I was at El Camino for two years playing before I transferred to Arizona. My brother was a football player, uh, transferred and played at San Diego State. But like we would just I mean, our best memories as a family are just always surrounded by basketball, like going on trips. USC plays in the Maui, you know, and, and we get mm-hmm. a go and just my babysitters growing up, the, the coolest thing like was Sam Clancy played in the NBA, Brian Scalbrini. I know you like that reference. Brandon Granville, Dave Bluthenthal, Jeff Trepanier. Those were like our big brothers, you know, and Desmond Farmer, who's now a coach at USC, who I see yep. he used to sleep over at our house, you know, so like stuff like that. I had no choice. Then my dad goes to the NBA and guys like 
Chris Paul and J.R. Smith are like big brothers to my brother and I were older. You know, we go out there and visit my dad because he moved um, that he was with the Hornets when Katrina hit. Right. So our whole family was going to okay. move to New Orleans and everything happened. So the team moved to Oklahoma City for those two years. So we stayed in Manhattan Beach with my mom. And uh, my dad lived out in Oklahoma City just because we didn't want to uproot the family. Sure. Uh, I was a junior in high school. Um, so that was the only time we didn't move when my dad took a new job. But just, you know, growing up in the practice gym and being around it and being around all those guys and watching players at such a high level, it just my love for the game. I, I don't even remember when it started. It's, that's the craziest thing. It just it, it just kind of happened that way, you know. Sure. Yeah, I totally get it. So your junior year, you you transfer to Arizona and you start working as a manager there for the basketball yep. team. Did you know right away that coaching was something you wanted your career to be focused around? That's a great question. Um, I I went to Arizona um, to get my teaching degree. I, what okay. I wanted to do was teach English and I didn't know you know, what I wanted to, I always knew I wanted to be around basketball, but like, I really want to be a teacher. I had some really Mm -hmm. good teachers in high school and some of my best teachers were actually my two years in junior college. And I wanted to teach. I went there to be an English major and, um, I got my master's in education as well. But like from the first two or three weeks, I had never met Sean Miller before I got to Arizona. Um, I was actually, my dad called him once to kind of ask the initial favor to like, kind of get me in the door. And I was dealing with our special assistant to the head coach who's with us now at Xavier, Ryan Reynolds, who I've been with my whole career basically. And he was really the one who hired me, him and Sean. And, um, within two or three weeks of being around a program like that, I'm like, dude, this is, this is what I really want to do. And obviously with watching my dad and everything, but just watching, coach Miller and how he runs practice from top to bottom. It just blew me away. And I'm like, and I kind of, you know, I had a advantage going in because I had been around college basketball so much and and to Mm -hmm. coach Miller and Ryan Reynolds credit, they kind of gave me some duties that most quote unquote managers wouldn't have right away. Um, dealing with recruiting, dealing with players that came on campus and, and, you know, being able to pass to guys and, and and work guys out, if you will, you know, so getting that taste early on when I was young, 19 years old, uh, it really got me going like, Hey, this is something I really want to do. And it just really grew from there. That's, that's awesome. You know, this podcast, the hope in doing this is being able to talk to people in every aspect of the sport of basketball, being able to have conversations that exposes how wide the industry is. Yeah. There's so many different aspects that people can make careers of. If you decide that bas- playing basketball isn't, you know, what you're cut for or, yeah. or what you're interested in doing. Um, for many people, there's a moment at some point in their career where they realize this is what I want to do. This is why I love the game. And it sounds like for you, that was pretty early on in your journey. You realized that this was home for you is, is that coaching? No doubt. And in, in, in like, for me, I'll never say never, but like, college basketball is such a special thing right you you got a group of guys that are 17 18 19 now you got older guys like our team but 17 18 to 22 and and you can have a real impact on them you know and it, it may sound corny or whatever but like that's what I really love it's the relationship building and absolutely it's like 
the NBA is the best thing in the world, right? The best league. I think it's the best professional sports league. I'm biased, but it's awesome. I watched my dad. He got to live his dream. And, and I know so many other coaches and players and scouts that love it. But for me, it's like being in the gym with these guys. And like at the time, I was the same age as most of them when I was there. But like right. now being in the gym and having an impact, you know, and like kind of helping them through things and just getting to know guys through recruiting, whether you get them or not. I was, I was actually talking about it today. Some of my close friends to this day are guys that visited Arizona when I was a manager GA that actually didn't come to Arizona, you know, like yeah. a guy like Tyler Ennis, who I don't think gets enough credit for how good of a college career he had. He came on a visit to Arizona. We still talk to this day, you know, he went to Syracuse and then has had a long professional career, but didn't come to the school and like that's a guy that I, for the rest of my life I'll I'll talk to and it's his birthday or Instagram or whatever like just one of a bunch of examples of like it's just different you know and, and it's yeah. it's got professional aspects to it now with everything that's going on but there's something special about the tournament you know and just guys Absolutely. have class and like we separate our team in a core player group so our, each assistant kind of has a group of guys and like we talk about academics and we're getting those grade reports and we're like, Hey man, like you're doing this and this, we got to step it up. And that's the cool stuff to me. That's, that's awesome. I totally agree with you. There's, there's something special about college basketball that although the NBA is, is incredible. It's the highest level of the sport. You really can't duplicate what you experience at the NCAA level. hundred percent. So what's a favorite basketball related memory of yours? I know there's endless memories that you've had through yeah. your life that are tied into basketball, but if you were to choose, you know, one or two, what would they be? Man. So it's going to sound crazy. We had so many special wins in, in, in games that stick out at Arizona with the, the back-to-back teams we had in 13, 14 and 14, 15 with the Aaron Gordon team and the Stanley Johnson team, Nick Johnson, Mm -hmm. TJ McConnell, two of my best friends in the world. Like, I think we lost like six games combined in those two years. And we went to back-to-back elite eights. There's 20 games I can name off the top of my head, but one of the most special moments for me and my man might not ever hear it. I'll send him the link, but our first game at uh, San Jose state, we played Cal state Fullerton and Tim miles. He got let go at Nebraska and he was at 399. 400 wins is like a huge deal in college basketball. Oh yeah. So for two years he was out, he was sitting at 399 and he needed, you know, to get back in to get that 400th win. And, um, we played Fullerton at home. I, there might've been 500 people at the game. You know what I mean? But it was my scout. I was all jacked up for the game and, and we won on a buzzer beater. Wow. And, like if you watch the replay, I'm standing right next to coach and I just grab him and give him the biggest bear hug and almost try to like, I lift him off the floor, but people don't understand how good of a guy Tim miles is. He's one of my favorite people in the world. And I get married in August. He'll, uh, he'll be there seeing him and how great he treats people and like how deserving he is of all the accolades. He gives everyone credit, but like, again, it wasn't on TV. (laughs) It wasn't in some packed gym. But for us in that moment, like how hard we worked to get the team there at that point, what what the team was when we got there, where we got it to, how yeah. hard we worked, Damani Hendricks and Ben Johnson, the other two assistants. Like it was such a cool moment for us just for a coach to get that win. And I just like I'll, – I'll remember that game for the rest of my life. 
and it didn't matter who we were playing against. It could have been a division four school, <laughs> but just to get that will help him be a small piece to get that win and be a part of his journey was really cool for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Th- there's been so many big games, like you said, at Arizona, uh, that you've been through, but to point out something that wasn't nationally televised, that wasn't something that you, you saw on ESPN or Sports Center, um, really shows you know how special some of these moments can be during your career. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, who is someone in your basketball journey that's left a mark on you in a special way? Man, I, I mean, I've worked for unbelievable head coaches. Um, Sean Miller, I mean, he's like a dad to me, you know, he's, he's hired me in four different roles, which is crazy, you know, and then Tim Miles, who I just mentioned, and uh, Avery Johnson at Alabama, mm-hmm. Joe Pasternak's a huge mentor for me. He's, he's helped me just as much as anyone in my career. Um, that's when I met you, but a guy that's meant a lot to me with basketball, someone that I think, especially with, you know, what you're looking for on this podcast and like your mission would be TJ McConnell. And a lot of people might know his name. A lot of college basketball fans will definitely know his name, but like, I don't think people understand his journey. And for Mm -hmm. me, he's always been like, when I say a role model, we're the same age, we're best friends, but like watching him and what he's done is just crazy. You know, like if people could find it on Google, there's pictures of him as freshman year in high school. He maybe weighed 120 pounds, right? He's a coach's son, played for his dad, big basketball family, just like mine. His mom knows basketball. His sister's a college basketball player. His brother, Maddie played at Robert Morris and was a really good division one college basketball player. Um, But TJ, you know, he went to Duquesne, was a top 2,000 recruit. No one knew his name, you know, goes there, leads like the country in steals, you know, and just plays his ass off, plays against us and McHale at Arizona when he's at Duquesne. And we're like, this kid is the real deal, you know. And then fortunately transfers to Arizona. Still no one knows his name. No Arizona fans are excited about hearing about TJ McConnell. We have guys like, Caleb Tarzuski and all these big time recruits and then TJ comes and it's like, okay, well let's just call a spade a spade. He's this small little white dude, you know, and, and um, <laughs> he comes in Arizona and has one of the best careers you could ever have, you know, back to back elite eights, all conference player, but still at the end of the day, everyone's like, Hey, you know, he's a really good college player. What's he going to do overseas? You know? And it's like, screw that. I want to be an NBA player. And, and, yep. you know, a lot of people don't know this story, but, um, was a last second addition uh, at the combine his rookie year, right? Wasn't invited, kind of almost forced his own way there, goes there and absolutely plays amazing. And teams start looking at him, you know, and he signs an undrafted (laughs) uh, free agent rookie deal with the Sixers and the rest is history, you know, but like he had so many people telling him he couldn't do it. And, And again, it sounds corny, but he's the ultimate like, screw what everyone says if you believe it and you work hard enough there's no one i know that works harder than tj mcconnell you know and there no one that is better person he's got an amazing wife which is probably why he's so great valerie but you know like he's a great dad he's a great kid everyone loves him i've never heard someone say a bad thing about him and like for me my biggest thing is like good things happen to good people that's always been my saying absolutely tj embodies that and it's just like for any kid for any guy that wants to coach like I look at myself like I, I've grinded to get where I've been, you know, and, and I'm not anyone special. I know I've worked hard, but like 
hey, it's it's a really hard profession to get in. And TJ has been motivation for me. Like no one can tell me I can't be an assistant coach in the Big East. No one can tell me I can't be a head coach at some point in my career. And like to see what TJ's done and like to do what he's done in the NBA. And he's in his eighth year, you know, and he's playing 20 minutes a game on the Pacers. Like he's living his dream. So for me that like he always is a person that like I look up to <laughs> and just kind of look at like when you do things the right way, you treat people the right way, you work hard, you get to where you want to go the right way. It's going to pay off in some way or another. Yep. hundred percent. You know, when you look at NCAA level, even the NBA level, there's always that one guy on the team who wasn't a five-star athlete who wasn't highly recruited, but really worked hard to get to where they are. And that's something that's important, not only in basketball, but you can plug that into any walk of life. You can say in a corporate setting, in a, you know, a school setting, there's going to be that one person that may not have yeah. the talent as everyone else, but because they work so hard, that rubs off on other people and it really makes the team better. So that's something absolutely I can agree uh, is worth looking up to is someone worth admiring. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. Um, what is something you've learned along your journey that you would want to share with others younger than you, other people wanting to pursue the same path that you've taken? Man, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been told a few times, you know, like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Friends, what, colleagues in the field, like you run your own race, you know, and like, mm -hmm. it's really easy in college basketball to get caught up in like, I'm the same age as this guy. We were there here together and we went there and it's like, he's there and I'm here at comparing like he's at a better place or I'm at a better place. Who's making more money. Who's not like obviously earning a living matters, but like running your own race. Like for me personally, if you would have told me I'd be an assistant at Xavier in the big East at 32 years old, I would have said, you're crazy, you know? And, and yep. it, if I was caught up in like, Hey, I've been at Arizona for, this is my six year in two stints. Should I be going somewhere else? Or should I go here? Should I try something different? My whole thing has always been like, be where your feet are, like be loyal to who you work for. Don't awesome. try to like, like the networking thing's great. You should network in any field, but like the most important thing is doing the best job you can at the place you're at in that moment and the rest will kind of take care of itself. I think the self-promoting stuff uh, of any business, but especially in sports and college sports, like if you're really good, people are going to know you're really good. And the most important person that can kind of be your spokesperson is your boss, you know? And like, Absolutely. I know if someone calls, you know, the boss that you have at Adidas, Kyle, I know what they're going to say. They're going to say, dude works his ass off. You know, and there, no one's going to say, Hey, Kyle, big time, someone, or I, I know from experience, I worked alongside you when I was an ops guy, like you treat people the right way. You do things the right way and you work your butt off. When you say you're going to do something, you do something. There's a lot of that BS, I think in sports where it's like, Hey, you're my guy, but are you really my guy? You know? And it's like, be loyal to the people you work with and, and the people you lock arms with every day. Those people are going to make sure the other people that you're really looking for a job for, whether it's you're going from low major to mid major, mid major to high major, going from college to the NBA, whatever that may be. Like, I, I just feel like if you do your best job and you're really, you know, you can feel comfortable with what you're doing and these people know, like you're doing it the right way, that all takes care of itself. And, 
when I say I'm living proof, I'm not bragging. I'm not saying I did anything special, but the people that I work for know that David Miller was going to bust his ass for that head coach. And I wasn't over there looking for 20 different jobs. And I think that's an important thing. And and it's good to, you know, keep your options open. But at the same time, it's like, can you really be busting your ass fully a hundred percent when you're also going and talking to other people and doing meetings for other jobs? I don't think so. I think your brain doesn't work that way. So I just say like, be where your feet are and, and worry about the next step when it comes, but really master your craft and, and do what you're supposed to do the right way where you are. And that will take care of it. I love that. Be where your feet are. That's, that's an awesome phrase. That's something that can be applied to any work, any field of field of field of life. Even um, that's a, that's a great lesson to, to instill in others. Um, what is something about either the sport of basketball or the industry of basketball at this point of your career that you would love to learn from others that you would love to take away from uh, others, others around you. Ooh, that's a good one again, Kyle. You're killing me with these. Um, the big thing for me is like, I, I feel like I'm always learning in like, mm-hmm. just, I love being around people that, you know, have been in this for way longer than I have. Uh, like, a guy like, you know, Ben Johnson on our staff at San Jose state, I used to joke, like you've been doing this for longer than I've been alive, you know? And so, um, I, I guess, you know, I I would say that I want to just always get better as a coach, whether that be mastering something about offense. I'd like to think I'm more of a defensive skewed guy, um, when I'm coaching and and that's partly because of where I've been and the roles that I've been given, but learning more about the offensive side, like a guy like, you know, Danny Peters, who I worked with at Arizona, who's now at Georgia State, you know, he's one of the brightest guys I've been around um, as far as basketball, always learning what he's doing, you know, like a guy like him, he's a wizard for me. I got to work at it and look at it and, you know, go through stuff. So just piggybacking off people that I've worked with, a guy like Adam Cohen, who I'm working with right now, really good with the offense, really good with recruiting, just I always like to take stuff of people I work, you know, I, I work with. Um, my dad always used to stay like at his camps, be a sponge, you know. And for me, yep. again, I keep saying it sounds corny, but for me, I really live it, you know. And just like humbling yourself to know you don't know crap and you're never the smartest person in the room and just learning from those people. I mean, I'm with a Hall of Famer every single day, you know, and I have no choice but to get better being around someone like him because – he expects absolute greatness out of everyone and he pushes everyone to do that. And, and he's at such a high level that you can only, if I wasn't learning from every, every day, I'm doing myself an injustice, you know? So I know that's kind of a broad answer, but it's just like constantly looking for ways to get better and to be a better coach. Um, because it is so hard. There's so many great coaches in the country, you know, and there's yeah. so many, yeah. I'll use the word geniuses that you just always want to pick something up and like, a lot of times for us, it could be something as crazy as like watching a YouTube video of some guy that's coaching, you know, in Israel or something that has some offense that's awesome or some set. So always just keeping yourself open to learning new stuff. Yeah, being a sponge is, is huge. It's the best way to learn. You know, I, it's the same for me. I work in an industry with a bunch of people who have 20, 30 years more experience than I do, who have you know, walked in my, in my shoes multiple times. And there's always something regardless of what the situation is that I can take away from them and implement into my own life, implement into what I'm doing myself to better what I'm doing 
Um, that's something always, you know, I, I, I try to preach that as well to my employees, yep. to the people that I work with, to, to be a sponge in every situation that you can. There's always something you can take away from everyone that you walk into. Yeah, no doubt. Very well said, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, so who is someone that you would want to hear on the podcast next? And with whoever you choose, uh, in return, you have to help me get them on at some <laughs> point. <laughs> the The last uh, interview I did, I, I, I told them they needed to interview Ryan Anderson, a guy on our staff. And um, he he was listening while I was recording it. We were living in the same uh, place at the, at the time. And he's like, I have no choice but to be on it. Um, <laughs> the guy that I think based off of your mission with this, and he's in season right now, so he might be really hard to get, but I know he would do it at some point because that's who the type of person he is, would be uh, my guy Gabe Vincent with the Miami Heat. He yep. was with me the first year at Santa Barbara when we first met. Mm-hmm. But just like Gabe, I mean, just like TJ McConnell, like Gabe's story is just crazy, like he was at UC Santa Barbara, had an unbelievable career, and we inherited him when we got hired as a new staff, was a senior at Torres ACL, was a leading scorer like the last two years at Santa Barbara, and uh, trusted our staff not to transfer to a bigger school. He could have gone to USC, UCLA, big, bigger schools, stayed, rushed his rehab to come back just to play on our team because we thought, you know, we had a special team. And uh, – had one G League offer, the Stockton uh, G League team, where he's from. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the NBA, I think, for four years now. And is yeah, like a yeah, legit so. NBA player that plays real minutes in the freaking playoffs. You know, Yeah, like, he gets major like, rotation minutes. If yeah. you sat down and talked to this dude, like he's the type of dude you want your daughter to marry. He's like – he's a very, very special human being, and he's all about people. His parents are awesome people. Um, they did an unbelievable job raising him the right way. He's, he's just like a pleasure to be around. And I think he would really like the, uh, the questions and how you skew this towards sports, but also life. I I think he would be really good to have on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. If we can get Gabe on here, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. (laughs) would love to have a chance to talk to him, uh, pick his brain because his journey is also very incredible to where he's gotten. Cool, David. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, hopefully, we can connect here soon. Get out to Cincinnati, catch a game, maybe the season. So, uh, I think look the last to game, connecting. the the last time I saw you was Cal Baptist, right? You, yeah, uh, yeah. You were you were coaching at. Yep, yep, yep. You were up at San Jose State. You guys came out to Cal Baptist. Um, that was last season. Yeah, yeah. Cool, we're man. Gonna have to figure out a game to get you out to for the Xavier. It'll be a little bigger crowd, so. Yeah, we'll make it happen. I love that. Love that. Awesome. Well, thanks for the time. Uh, Always a pleasure. Thanks, Kyle. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Buckets Pod. Uh, Tune in next week to hear another special interview. If you liked what you heard, please follow the podcast on Spotify and leave a review on the episode.